0: the youthscape podcast the youthscape podcast
1: you are so welcome to the youthscape podcast and next to me very close is my co-host martin Saunders. because we've been told to sit close together on the on a side no more the round martin we are either side we are the same side of a travel case
0: Billy Graham would not be happy with that. He
1: would not be. We are too close. Frank and Graham would not be happy no. either. But anyway, so Martha Other Grahams are available. <laughs> Fantastic. Will Graham's
0: apparently very good.
1: Who? who? Will Graham. Will Graham yeah, sounds yeah. lovely. He's
0: another member of the family. <laughs> uh, right, do you know what we're going to... Um, this is the Youth Get Podcast. We talk about youth ministry, believe it or not. We're not going to talk about youth ministry, though. We're going to talk about smoothies. <laughs> we're going to start by talking about smoothies. Because oh. we, we always like... Believe it or not, we plan these podcasts... Like 10 to 20 mm. seconds in advance of mm-hmm. starting to record them. And mm-hmm. so um, Rachel said, why don't we talk about the drinks?
1: Because, lovely listener, I arrived from Preston on the train, feeling a little bit frazzled, like carrying. And have you ever tried? Okay, this is overshare. You're on a very busy train. How much of your luggage do you take with you into the tiny toilets? Ah. And it's a speed of trust issue because I looked people around me, thinking I'm about to leave pretty much all my stuff with you, and I have nothing to go on that you won't nick it. But I just need the loo. And you, how much do you squeeze? Do you carry like your bag and your laptop and your lipstick? How much do you take in the loo?
0: A, this is a really interesting area. It, it is. I, I can't even going to say this we've not even started on the drinks no the
1: drinks, the drinks but, the, um,
0: but I so I do a lot of my I'd say best work I do a lot of my <laughs> mediocre work in uh, in a coffee shop and as has been well documented on this Ooh, podcast, yes. I have a, uh, a bladder the size of a thimble. And therefore, I often have to go to the one bathroom. One sip
1: in, one sip out. It's just that quick.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So, uh, so, basically, I, I have to go to the loo quite often. And I always have a bag with stuff yeah. in. And I've perfected a system where I hide anything of value, like a, a charging cable. Mm-hmm. I take the laptop with me
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then leave everything How else on the hide? table.
1: Like down the side of the chair. So in my bag. And then where do you put the bag? I
0: just put the bag in plain view. So if someone was going to steal the bag, they would do it very, they'd be very obvious that they were a robber. And do you
1: think most robbers are quite opportunists? So you're just basically saying, for those of you that are opportunists, here's the opportunity. Yeah, well,
0: I work in Rygate Costa quite a lot of the time. So if you want to steal a bag with a charging cable, (laughs) in it? Which
1: doesn't look fun. you uh, You
0: probably have an opportunity about once every 12 minutes.
1: But it is interesting, though, isn't it? And I did, because I know I know people listening, we, we all have our little moments where we go off on one, and I, these, these are the moments where I go off on one, because I was, like, squeezing as a loop, then squeezed back out, then sat down, surrounded by men in business suits. Mm. My favourite kind of men in the Not in the business loop. Suits, no, just okay. in the train. And then another very frazzled woman comes in asking for help, and so I, the other woman in the carriage, like, I'll help you, and I think completely embarrassed the entire carriage because we were daring to have this... You know, overshare conversations. So I think all of that makes me kind of arrive for the Youthscape podcast day a little bit like, oh. So, sure enough, I.
0: What is that? You, Sorry, what's the word th- that just describes that noise you just made?
1: Discombobulated. Discombobulated. Do you ever land somewhere discombobulated? Like, yeah. not quite sure. You've got all your stuff. And that's like a metaphor for life, isn't it? Mm, and in I, many ways. And I bumped into Martin. I was like, did producer Amy send you? Did she know that I would need you? And that's where the drinks came in because oh, yeah. then we well went in to buy our lunch. Yeah, and this happened.
0: Well, we, we <laughs> I mean, it's there's other amazing. people in this room yeah, and they are to listening to this, thinking, looking, "How are they going to make this story interesting?" Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you how. Um, so we both went for a, a, a popular brand of smoothie. Other. Crushed fruit drinks are available. That's right, and um, and you you got very excited because yours had the word spark on it, and you didn't even look at the ingredients. No, I didn't. It's pineapple. Can I just read this? It's got pineapple, Mm. guava, lime, flax seeds, and boobab. What's boobab?
1: Don't care, it's gonna give me spark.
0: Anyway, it says spark yeah. on it, so you were just like,
1: I'm having that. I'm going for I'm it. I'm naming it and claiming it. I
0: went for Energize because mm-hmm. I was feeling a little bit um, uh, like I wanted to advertise urban saints. And then over there, producer Amy,
1: yeah. what have I you got? Too. Uh, mine's Invigorate. Invig- so between us, we yeah. are a room pa- packed full of the energized, the Sparky and the Invigorated. Or
0: just people who are Thank suckers for, for advertising slogans. Whew. Works, doesn't it?
1: It does work every time. How does that,
0: Rachel, translate to youth ministry?
1: (laughs) I don't think it does, except, again, in my little kind of crazy headspace on the train coming down, I did, I did, I was reflecting on being a teenager and I got my laptop out and I began to write and I wrote this sentence, as a teenager... My, my reality of God was quite fantasy driven, as in one mm. day I'll be Mother Teresa that looks a little bit like Barbie, and do, you know this kind of weird mix up, mash up of I will be surrendering everything for Jesus and also finding a prince, that kind of strange thing that I was doing. But, but I also had this sort of fantasy work, and I, and I wrote in my little, a laptop, which is actually an enormous laptop, but now actually I want it to be God mystery driven. And I just was thinking about the journey from a faith that I adopted, inherited, bought into as a teenager at school. I was driven. I was a nutter for Jesus. I was a nutter for Jesus, but a lot of it was quite fantastical. It wasn't really real life stuff. It was just that one day in the glorious future, I'd be a world changer. Whereas now I'm the woman in my forties that gets on the train with loads of baggage and gets to use the loo, but I still believe the mystery. I still believe that even in this mundane, everyday stuff, God can do things. And so that was my little reflection and I guess youth ministry is trying to help young people dial up the mystery even at the same time as helping them understand the kind of the adolescent stuff that's thrown into that mix, the kind of the fantastical, that you know, I could do anything, which is absolutely brilliant, we don't want to quash that, but how do we help them travel with the God mystery all their lives?
0: You're amazing Rachel, how on earth well, did you get that know. out of three smoothies?
1: That was incredible. I, I feel, I, I need some spark. Get I need some spark. I need Do you know what I've just realised?
0: The names of innocent smoothies all work as youth group names. Okay. Mm. You could definitely call your youth group Invigorate. I bet there is one there called is. Spark. in the
1: 90s. And well.
0: there's a whole programme called Energise. You've got to
1: put a number next to it though. Spark for God. Oh
0: yeah, spark, spark, spark for Jesus. God. I
1: was single for Jesus. I invigorate played. at mm. St Luke's
0: but yeah. with an at sign instead yeah. of just a
1: do that but girl band. I'm
0: just going to look up other names for <laughs> innocent smoothies <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to work talk amongst yourselves for a
1: minute <laughs> see, see what, what did you have for flash, love? I reckon there will be flash flash, you I can't call ignite, your youth ministry ignite. flash yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's oh on the band God. list ignite, Sounds. bound to be oh there'll be ignite. an ignite
0: for sure right, um, names of innocent smoothies
1: ok so ignite is bound to be one our lovely guest probably has loads of answers, and he's been told. And he's the payment of no. deaf is not allowed to speak. But I bet he knows loads of them. Hang on. Here we go. It's very slow ages wifi to load up. up Gosh. Oh, get Someone talk gremlins. to
0: Chris Curtis about the Wi-Fi here. Here we go. go. It's not good enough.
1: What's going on? Here we go. It's, so I think the lesson from this is that when we are allowed to Google things, it takes a very, very long time. Here hang on. We go. He's only right. there. Here we go. People. Uh, Actually, this is pretty good, and flax seeds. But what is Baobab? B2, Boobab. B3, what is B3 B6, don't know. It's good. It's very good stuff. Come on, got here we go. Right, here we go.
0: Uh, Energise, we've got... What's uh, this one? Defence.
1: Defence!
0: I don't think defence works That'd be as a good That'd be great sexual
1: health resource. <laughs>
0: oh gosh uh, <laughs> do you know some of them don't work antioxidant doesn't work as a youth group name does it? I'm a bit disappointed it's a bit
1: deconstruction that'd be a good one that is good
0: um, hang on what's this one uplift uplift that is, that is definitely there is a Christian union called uplift, uplift. I think
1: that I'm is a you. that is a joint youth work across a town name isn't it uplift oh super juice Super juice. Maybe not. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Very good
0: that. Uh 1 degree. They I'm mean, are doing an excellent Wonder job advertising Green. the
1: guilt-free smoothies. The
0: smoothies for Oh, hang on.
1: Is there one more? Oh, these yeah. are in French. Frais kiss. Frais kiss. Un de
0: toi soleil. Ah,
1: un de toi soleil. I like that. Oh, I like
0: let's, that. Let's 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 call I'm going to rename the Youth Ministry at St. Mary's Righate Un de toi soleil.
1: Can we sneak one of these into the next innovations at the National Youth Ministry Weekend? And there's a special prize for anybody who gives us a knowing wink when they're given it, and they know that the very reason this is called this is because of this podcast episode.
0: (laughs) C'est patty, lemon coco.
1: Anyway, enough of that. I feel all sparky, you're very energized. It's time, I feel, to pull back the veil and introduce our wonderful guest today. Martin, would you please pass around the bag and do the honours?
0: Well, our guest today on the Youthscape podcast in the studio is Mr Simon Scott from Christian Youth Ministries in Ipswich. Hello, Simon. Hello, thank you for having me. You've uh, driven over here th- this right. afternoon from Ipswich. You basically, I, I, we got in touch last week, I heard about what you were doing, and then you appear to have a completely free diary because you're here already. Or is it just that you prioritise the Youthscape podcast this
2: much? <laughs> Completely and utterly prioritised. When you guys come calling, there's
0: there's like a school, there's a lesson right now. They go like, where's Simon?
2: Probably someone sat in a coffee shop somewhere going, where is he? Oh, Oh. I'm I'm sure that's not true. I'm delighted to be here.
0: (laughs) So tell us a little bit about um, the organisation and what you do.
2: Sure. So we're um, a Christian youth and children's work charity. We're based in Ipswich over in Suffolk. Um, We're about 36, 37 years old as a charity. Um, And I've been with the team nearly seven years now. So started originally as um, the desire to have a youth worker work across the town, as I think lots of projects were, churches coming together, making that happen funding-wise. And then it's just grown and grown. And yeah, in this last seven years, we've had a little bit of a, a change of direction with our youth ministry, particularly schools work. Mm. And that's followed. And now we're up to a team of 16, something like
0: that. So let's talk a little bit about that pivotal moment. So you'd got to a point where you were doing... Uh, what we might call traditional schools work and you had a little sort of, I don't know if it was an epiphany or a sort of fork in the road where you were like, we've got to, we've got to change what we're doing in some way. And then you went in a, quite a different route and then you had some opposition to it to start with. So, so tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I think it was from day one in terms of what I inherited and walked into, I had a real sense that we needed to change. Um, but it was my first senior position and there was an element of, okay, I've got to be a little bit careful here not go gung-ho at everything um, and we just worked through it as a team really and we had, we had a few difficulties. I think in all honesty I wouldn't have taken the job if I'd have known what <laughs> was being offered to me. <laughs> um, so that was an interesting thing to reflect back on. Um, but effectively, I was listening to, to Wayne's podcast that you did with previously mm. and that concept of being a visitor in the school mm. is really what we sensed. That as much as we did some great traditional drop-in lessons, lunch clubs, assemblies, that sort of stuff, we weren't building relationship on any great deep level, mm. Mm. so that sense of going in and doing something for a lunchtime and not going back until the next week, and if somebody was ill, you might miss them for two, three, four weeks, whatever. Mm. There was just this sense of okay, how do we, how do we get anywhere with this? And so w- we felt like we were just I, th- I think fork in the road mm. I- is a good way of looking at that. We- we've got an opportunity. Um, I'd been brought into the role. Some of the team was changing as well, um, and actually we just we went in the complete opposite direction and just retreated. Hmm. as a team. We just stopped and said, okay, what on earth do we do? Um, Let's step back from some stuff and quite literally retreated on a number of occasions and just said, okay, God, what do you want to do with this? Um, We're up for it. We're ready. Um, Let's see what happens.
0: And what did you feel he said?
2: It was really clearly about relationship. It was really clearly about being with people and journeying and walking. I know they're those cliche phrases, but that was just completely what we felt, particularly with schools work was that if we were going to do that we just had to go back to a real level of basic um, work with young people and just Mm -hmm. be there Mm -hmm. and just be alongside and put up with whatever came our way. Um, There's also had to be a real shift in terms of we're not going to see young people's bums on seats in church. Mm -hmm. That's a massive thing for us and I think that's still an issue Mm. on some levels with churches and supporters.
1: (coughs) But, But were you seeing young people's bums on seats as a direct result of an assembly? No. That's interesting isn't it because I, I totally am with you but it's still this perception isn't it that the old model yeah. will lead to that and any newfangled thing that's relationships won't.
2: <laughs> I think some of the old stuff so weekends away, with events that would be classed as discipleship events, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, they're really easy to put in publicity and they're really easy to show to supporters particularly as a charity we're funded by mainly churches and individuals in the town to be able to go, look at all of these young people packed in a room, look at all of these young people coming to a residential Mm -hmm. weekend. Um, Brilliant, loved it, loved that stuff that we did, but we we didn't feel that it was going anywhere. And actually, if anything, the numbers were going down. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the challenges we faced as a charity was that in our town, one of the brilliant things was that churches were investing in youth workers. And we were sitting there going, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Churches are putting a real priority Mm -hmm. into funding youth workers. So when we would turn around and say, let's do a discipleship weekend mm. a youth worker might say actually I'm, I'm not yeah. going to promote that because yeah. I want to do a weekend in three well. months time yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we had to go okay well there's us that needs to change that was the moment it was mm. okay we need to change um, the churches can do what they can do we've got an in with schools we've got a relationship with schools let's see what we can do
1: with it so that's so bold and audacious to say to your team we're not going to do <clears throat> the very things that everybody's been buying into for a very very long time and that you were employed to do yeah. And we're not only now just not going to give you a new job description. We're actually together going to retreat and let it all drop. What kind of leader? What does that require from you as a leader to lead a team into that great cloud of unknowing?
2: Well, in all honesty, I think I said it was my first senior role, so I just uh, it feels like I blagged it. In all honesty, for seven years, it it really does feel like that. But it was a sense of let's love each other, let's walk through it together. It did mean people left. Mm. It did mean some people went part time who had been full time. the sense of getting something off the ground and being able to have more influence was about taking on more part-time workers. So yeah. that meant things changed massively. And, and there was just an element of, okay, let's just be really open and honest with each other. Mm. Let's talk it through. Let's walk together mm. and let's see what happens. And I think the, the guys that have moved on, we're still in a really good place with them. So hopefully we did it well.
0: The thing I'm most worried about uh, is that when you talked about blagging it, Amy just started nodding her head. Seriously. Really, like it's like she didn't like know me, she'd right done now. it. <laughs>
1: like me. She, she was
0: clearly. It's for me. That's what I was worried okay. about. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, all I, I'm do. not worried that you think he's bagging it, Amy. <laughs> I'm
0: worried that there might not be a recording at the <laughs> end of this. Okay, great. Um, no, so I imagine you would have had some, a fair amount of opposition to that. Um, and because there's a, you know, this idea of switching from doing lessons and assemblies and traditional, uh, traditional, school- I'm finding Matt, I'm doing the air quotes, the bunnies, for uh, the bunny ears for, uh, for because Matt. Because Matt's
1: filming us. Just because anyway. Matt's filming us, yeah.
0: Um, but, um, uh, you know, there would have been that kind of traditional schools work model um, and moving away from that to being a presence uh, you, you know people might worry that you you end up sort of just slipping into nothingness that way because so at least with some intentional work you can say mm-hmm. we sat in front of 300 young people this week and we delivered this many lessons and we you know there's these sort of hard hard outcomes um, you know compared to the very soft outcomes of a relational model so did you did you face that kind of opposition um, and, and how did you respond to it
2: Yeah I think. Absolutely. There was an <laughs> there was an element of that. Um, I think we've been really fortunate. I think we've got people that have really bought into it yeah. and backed it. Um, the hard numbers thing, interestingly, isn't really my thing, <laughs> um, but yet this year we've started to do it again because I think we're in a place where we can. Um, so we've been able to go, okay, how many chaplains, how many hours, all of that sort of stuff. So there'll be those supporters who we can go, there you go, if that's important to you mm. uh, and, and helps you understand it, brilliant. Um, but yeah it, it was an education piece um, I think there was a real element of drip feeding it mm. um, a couple of really wise trustees in the background um, just said, don't change everything in one go, Simon. and just you know let's think about this so things like our annual supporter celebration for probably two maybe three years we dropped little bits in here and there mm. about the relational stuff and how we really thought we were going to move to something a little bit different um, but yeah there was still the big moment of We've been working in X number of schools across this town, doing this number of clubs. Actually, in September, we're just going to work in two.
0: And so now you're, you're talking uh, about that was a little while ago. Because now you, you, you're up to twelve, is that right? You're in twelve yeah. schools. Yeah, so this is
2: the fourth academic year of doing our school chapter. It's amazing. Model and. 12 schools and our children's hospice so 13 places across the town
0: so how does it look in practice to have a chaplain in a school i assume all chaplaincies are different yep. but what what does it look like if you can generalize a little bit to have a chaplain in school and how long are they there and what kind of functions do they
2: perform? so fundamentally for us we say to what we offer to a school is spiritual support and pastoral support we had that the wrong way around to start with and we started with pastoral and very quickly we went Hang on a minute, mm. Christian Youth Ministries. Mm. No, we're here to do the spiritual. <coughs> so we've been able to turn that round. Um, we offer ourselves as a servant to the school. In most cases, we offer it for free. Um, so there's very, you know, that has, it started as being the schools don't pay for this. That's developing, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're there to be. Our, our phrase is presence over program. Mm. And that's a big shift for that's us as a charity. Yeah. Um, and our, our aim is just to be and mm. to be available. So that can look like, yes, there can be an element of mentoring, there can be group work going on, yes, we'll get involved in assemblies and stuff if it's appropriate yes, and it fits yeah. that chaplain's time. Mm. Mm. Um, one of the big things we try to talk through really early on with schools is that person is not there to be timetabled mm. and it can be really easy to say, why don't you as a chaplain follow that year group around the school? Um, because you might get some great conversations. Yes, you might, but mm. you're not there to control behaviour. Mm. Um, so that's something that gets thrown back to me, and I can deal with that for the team. That's mm. fine. We, we work on that. In terms of times, a real variant. So minimum we try to have is, is two days of somebody's time in a school uh, right up to full time. And that just varies across the places that mm. we've got. And in all honesty, how much money we've got.
1: Mm. Mm. I have to say, when I looked at your website and <clears throat> had a little scroll around to see what it is that you do... Number one, I was really impressed that as the CEO, your picture and bio was very low down on the list of your team. And I really felt, for whatever reason that was, that you're somebody that really leads by example and lets your team have front and centre stage. That was just really beautiful. So a lot about your heart. Um, But also I thought, there's one name and there's one school. And there's one name and there's one school and that sense of oh my goodness this person is just focused and you say the school and their community don't you so they kind of it spreads over into what that wider community looks like it just looks so liberating and brilliant but I was like you Martin thinking oh I wonder what they've had to do to get their supporters Mm -hmm. to that so the question I want to ask you is maybe it's one that's in a sense not really relevant but I'd love to hear from your vantage point what would make an individual Christian in Ipswich or, or a church say we're going to support you? What What do you feel is the kind of the, the kind of the emotional tie between a church and a schools based charity? And have when you kind of renegotiated that, have you found that you've created stronger links or it's different people now getting on board? Like, what is?
2: I think there's a mixture. Um, yeah. I was fortunate. I walked into a situation where we had some good relationships with local churches. Uh, we're quite a white middle class town there's a particular part of our town that that really fits and and what was really easy to see was that we were comfortably working in that Mm. area Um, what's really developed is we've pushed out into other parts of the town as well so we're working lots more in areas where there's um, more deprivation
1: Mm.
2: but naturally the churches in that area haven't got the money either Um, so there's a real again a real shift of trying to educate churches and church leaders of this is kingdom Mm. Mm. Um, you're not going to see the young people from that school across the town in your church you're probably not going to see them ever engage with any of your youth programme It's very but, much still, but they're going to see Jesus yep. <laughs> I'm confident of that yeah. in the team that we've got yeah. confident that my guys will demonstrate Jesus to them Yeah. Um, and if you're okay with that and you're on board with that we want you on board yeah. um, and that's seen new people come on board there's definitely mm-hmm. new people catch that yeah. in terms of individual and church supporters because
1: that's so bold isn't it Martin I was just thinking sort of my experience of running Romance Academy and kind of the, what would keep me awake at night was thinking i've got we well, need to get more people funding this so that there can be more youth workers doing this amazing work of building relationship with young people and talking about sex and sexuality and relationships but i know that for some of my funders the reason they're doing this is because they think x y and z is happening and i'm not sure x y and z is happening but also if i really explicitly spell it out then they might not fund anymore and just that real tension of do they really know what it's about? And how do you, and I guess for a youth worker in a church setting, it might not be money particularly, although budgets are always nice, but how do you how do you share the vision and, and not keep people on board just to tick a box, but genuinely say, you can trust us with what we're doing. You can trust us. If it doesn't even look like you think it should because mm. actually our bigger picture is really powerful and so i guess your role is really key in that isn't it um what would be like little nuggets of advice to anybody who's maybe in that headspace Like, how do i get the pcc or the church leadership or the parents or how do i not just trot out the party lines i know like the defense thing like we actually know that if we if we kind of vaguely say to christian parents we'll protect your, you know, this is protecting you. we don't want to say that but if we hinted it it makes life a little bit easier but we yeah. don't want to say that do we because we're not about protecting them we want them to prove Jesus not to be mm. protecting the shell so yeah any, any advice really
2: for I think really from my role it's just been get out there get out there and meet as many people as possible you know we were saying about the, the hard mm. lines and the stats we were looking at it in this past calendar year it's been about getting in front of 60 65 different organizations in the town or mm. within the county and wow. going this is what we're doing yeah. we yeah. Really want to share this so there's an element of that of a pr role mm. but in terms of the churches i um, you know i make myself available to those churches as much as possible so i try to do one or two visits a month um which to some degree is to the cost of my own involvement in my own church but this is where my ministry is and this is where god's placed me currently um and it's stories every single time Um, there's so much of the story we can't share because we're in the school environment and we're hearing really Mm. difficult confidential stuff Mm. but you know when you in in this last year we've had a lad um, stabbed and and murdered in our town Mm. um, within the county line stuff and the gang culture Mm. and horrific and Mm. we've been praying for that school that Mm. he'd been part of and that community for five years Mm. and we got absolutely nowhere we've been banging on the door of the school we've been Mm. writing I've been ringing we've got absolutely nothing this lad is murdered, You know, five lads from the town go down, mm. national press and everything, another major organisation stands up and says, we really want to work in that in that area of the town. Thankfully, I was in that conversation and just said, mm. hang on, don't just throw money at it, mm. let's go and speak to people. people. And they funded a worker for us. Wow. Oh, great. And they turned and said, well yeah. actually, you guys use the money, yeah. you've got the relationship. And at that moment, when I can go and knock on the door of a head teacher who's been told by another teacher in that week you need to speak to these guys Mm. and I can go this is what we can offer you Um, and it's relationship yeah to to share that across the churches I think people then really just get it okay God is still working Mm. God is still moving across our town God is still working in schools Mm. Um, and there are so many more opportunities to do this
0: I was really struck by one of the stories in your uh, chaplaincy uh, report that you'd produced, I don't know if that's for your your trustees or or your supporters, but um, there was a quote in there which was the sort of quote you dream of, which was a a teacher saying, um, I've found it really helpful to have someone to go and chat to to see how how these um, uh, workers kind of carry out their faith and also it has caused me to uh, think about my own faith, <laughs> which is brilliant, isn't it? So that's, those are the stories that, that kind of silence the critics to some extent, actually, yeah. because it, it sounds like you actually are having a profound impact on mm. people.
2: I really think so, and the staff thing's really critical because we're supporting staff far more than we expected. <laughs> we thought that that would happen, and, mm. and I've worked in a school for a number of years previously when I expected that to happen, but the level is crazy. Mm. Um, we do a thing, all of our chaplains, once a term, we bless the staff. And that's a non negotiable for every chaplain that works for us. Mm. Um, and they've got a tiny little budget, but they go in and they just put something out for a teacher. It might be a chocolate in their tray. It might be that they go to every classroom and give something out. Uh, but they give a I thought
0: you meant like you you go around anointing teachers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very invasive. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, that's okay. Not yet, Martin. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's development. <laughs> but just some sort of encouragement. And actually, the first time we did it, a teacher came and cried on the chaplain and just said, mm. I've, I've worked in this school for 20 years. And nobody's ever told me that I matter. Oh, it's wow. like, okay, we've got an in straight away. We yes. just tell people that they're valued. We love the yes, songs often. Thank um, and we thank them for what they do. Yeah. Um, and the opportunities that's opened, the conversations some chaplains have had with staff, yes. have gone way beyond what we could have
1: expected. Because that title is still, in a culture that's very post-Christian and secular, there's something about that word that resonates something really good that's a kind of a professional, professional spiritual advisor, isn't it? That people have a nice... Mm. connotation with that, because I love that on your website, you've done some really good thinking around what the, what the role of a chaplain is, and it felt really rich. So, have you found that schools already have chaplains that you're working alongside, or is this quite a new thing for Ipswich to have you guys as chaplains? Is this quite a new territory for them?
2: We're working in the Catholic school, who already, by default, have a chaplain, and that's been great, because we've just been able to work in partnership. Fantastic. Um, and Beth, who was doing that previously, and now Josh, just part of a team. And Mm -hmm. that's really nice because all of a sudden the Catholic chaplain says, wow, I've got somebody else alongside me. Uh, And they have a really strict remit of delivering mass, Mm -hmm. arranging reflection days, those sorts of things. So Mm -hmm. a youth worker to walk into that building and go, what about if I do this, this, this and this? Mm -hmm. Um, Or what if I just go and sit in the canteen? Mm -hmm. Or I go and play football on the field? Mm -hmm. Um, That's very different to the the Catholic Mm -hmm. chaplain. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've worked in in a couple of private school situations where they do have chaplains as well. Mm But the vast majority of the others are are schools of no faith. So the concept of a chaplain is bizarre to them. So good, yeah.
1: um,
2: And completely out of the box. And actually, I would dare to say in those places, we've seen massive impact where perhaps we thought it might take three, four years just to build a bit of a relationship. accelerated something.
1: Oh, I love it. Just in terms of
0: the application of this to our uh, lovely listener, uh, is, is the chaplaincy role a thing that you could take on alongside and part of you know part of a youth work post or do you think it's done best as a by by a separate individual or a volunteer with you know somebody who's retired or 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 in a situation where they're able to give a lot of hours um what do you think is the ideal thing to be going for
2: within our team we've got two guys who are youth workers in a church part-time and a chaplain part-time but it's in the same community Mm. So I think that's really key, and and part of our model has been, let's create a triangle of church charity school, Mm. where we do work closely Mm. in that community together, where that person is the youth worker in the church as well as chaplain to the school, Mm. we're seeing some really interesting stuff happening. Mm. In the community where we've got Beth, who is where the lad was stabbed, um, that's three days a week in the school, two days a week just in the community as a detached youth worker, Mm. Um, and that's starting to really bubble there. i just say, give it a go. Mm. If, if, if that's of interest to you in schools, work, I mean, there's, there's enough kids to go around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amen. You know, we've, yeah. we've got something like 80 schools in the town and absolutely we believe God's vision is a chaplain in every school.
1: Oh, mm. come on. And come on, Ipswich churches. Come on. We're up to 12 in three, let's four years. Let's fund this, yeah. But,
2: you know, 80, 85 schools, something like Easy, that.
1: Easy, let's do this, um, yeah.
2: Some places are more appropriate than others, so we're working in four pupil referral units now. Mm. You wouldn't just walk any volunteer into that scenario. No. Um, particularly with our culture currently in Ipswich mm. you just wouldn't but um, other opportunities we've, we've got ministers coming alongside chaplains in mm. school and just volunteering that's excellent um, there, there's some amazing stuff going I out.
1: guess I guess there's there's a chaplain that's a role isn't it a defined role and you're given that title then there's a chaplain being a vocation and I guess I wanted to ask you what what difference do you think would it make if the average church youth volunteer youth worker saw their vocation as a chaplain even if it, they never called a chaplain they haven't got that role and their job description but they saw their interaction with their community as a chaplain what what difference have you seen that mindset do in your team and what could you imagine it could do in other people
2: well i think i'll throw back out there to the listener is actually aren't all youth workers chaplains mm-hmm. seriously aren't we if our heart isn't to love young people in that way why are we doing it Excellent. you know, think it through for yourself if that's the case because mm. if that's not the case, um, challenge yourself on that um, I think putting it in there as a concept and, and creating, oh, I don't know, service level agreements partnership agreements, all those sorts of things and, and putting a framework around it mm. I think for some guys there's been a real shift of okay, this really is about just getting in there and loving these young people mm. and loving these staff and just being a shepherd mm. in a really tough climate and a really tough environment. I, I'm not sure I'd want to work in a school as a member of staff now with the pace mm. of it. Mm. There's this brilliant counter-cultural thing going on of schools are such fast-paced that a chaplain who walks in and reflects and takes their time mm. and puts a reflective activity up and says to the kids, no, stop, don't rush, just come and come and consider this massive question or mm. come and respond mm. to this. Um, that's what staff notice as well. No, that's yes, what senior leadership see. Yes. Mm. They really do when something completely different is going
1: yes. on. So I walked into our local school in Preston, um, and it's college, so they're aged 15, 16, 17, um, and it was my first visit of the new church plant in this school. So I thought, I'm going to be spending weeks and months building relationships, and my, my ask was, we, we know that your school is rammed full of students, we've got a church building, most of your kids walk past there to get their lunch, if we opened it, would you be up for that? I got quickly taken up to the principal's office and told you got you got space you what you have people that would just sit and chat to our students what you would just you just lay on coffee like it was unbelievable and I think there's something that you've hit on there which is if you're a chap and that that this is your community within this space these are your young people in not an ownership kind of way but in a kind of a pastoral way and you say I'm not going to be part of that rat race but I'm going to honor the fact that's there I'm not going to work against it but I'm going to create a space. Suddenly, I couldn't believe how quickly mm, I got mm, to the mm. higher echelons. And he was like, Yeah, when do you want to do it? Just start tomorrow. I couldn't. And I said, Well, DPS trains. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, I couldn't believe how straightforward that was. And I think what you're discovering in Ipswich is such a beautiful model for across the cities and towns, really.
2: We've had one school say no so far in four years.
1: And what was their reason? Um, I was going
0: to say, What was their name?
2: Yeah, what was their um, name? I can't Who are do they? they? Who was their reason? I'm
1: interested. What's their reason? Um,
2: I think it was more that we couldn't get in front of somebody senior enough to really talk through. Oh, okay. So in that particular situation, we didn't have the relationship in the school. In mm. every other chaplaincy, either I personally or people within our team have had relationship in that school, and that's key. That's massive because you get through the door and you can speak to the right people. Mm. Um, but yeah. Oh. Mm.
0: Amazing! Amazing. Any website? Um, yeah, I was going to say as we close, um, look, this is hopefully getting Strong people's way. pulses mm, racing um, as a as a really exciting uh, thing to explore a different way into schools. Um, and everybody listening has a school somewhere nearby. Yes. There's no way you don't or live a near a school one, yeah. or a Peru, mm. um or um, uh, I don't know what other kind of schools are there.
1: McDonald's. When they have their lunch. McDonald's Actually, is not young, a school. number of young people who are not in education who are educated by mentors, often in local McDonald's. Wow. Yeah, or in cafes. You rescued or, that amazingly. I did rescue that. Wow. There other fast anyway, food
0: you have a school nearby. If you don't have a vision for your school, you need a vision for your school. This could be a really interesting thing to explore. How do people kind of find out more about what you do and about chaplaincy?
2: Well... Get in touch with me. By all means, I'll come and see you wherever. I'll jump in the car. And- he will. He's available at a moment's notice. He will. will
1: come tomorrow. <laughs> so have a really good
2: look at our website, c-y-m.org.uk. Okay, and there's a section on there on chaplaincy. But just get in touch. We, we've we got nothing to hide. We just want to share this. We want to see mm. this go across the country. Um, and there are real pockets of it happening. So we're not the only people doing it. We're not the trailblazers in this. Mm. But we are having success with it. And we are mm. seeing a real hunger. There's a real hunger mm. in schools for spirituality. And for support for young people, and look, there isn't a youth service. So that yet again, the church is stepping up. Mm. Um, and my take is this is just phenomenal kingdom work. Mm. And actually, if that's what you're interested in, then then find mm. a way. I wouldn't go rogue and solo approaching the school on your own. Mm. Um, I th- you know, I think find a real vision and purpose behind mm. that, and find a way to do it appropriately. Because the schools like a framework. The schools mm. like a professional approach to things. Mm. Um, but in our experience in Ipswich schools are so open and so willing to welcome us in you would have not
1: to well you've got the school faith literacy down to an absolute art form so i would absolutely echo that get in touch with simon he will coach you through this but let's say that somebody listening just to close this now has got a bit of a relationship with this local school they are known and trusted they've been doing they've been dabbling in the dark arts of re and assemblies and christian union but they want to do something a little bit more provocative what what is the kind of way in what would be a kind of a talk to the head and mention this and i know there isn't a kind of a step-by-step and listen to everything simon said don't go rogue but if there was a relationship and a youth worker wanted to say oh i'm just considering this would the school be up for what what would be the language
2: sure i think things like reflective activities are really good things to do um great opportunities use festivals um you know, use th- yeah, our guys have used things like Remembrance and, and that sort of area just to go, okay, let's spark something. Yeah. You know, Get in the canteen, hang out where the young people are, yeah. put some massive board up and just get them to come and take part in something practical yeah. and physical. Yeah. Try and get the staff involved in that as well. But I also think little things like, if you know your school's having Ofsted, bless them. Yeah. Do something really lovely because they are so stressed yes. when that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, if you know something else is going, if something major happens in your community, um, a death, whatever, mm. that's going to impact the school as well. You know, get in touch with the school and offer time and probably just go and do some holy hangout.
1: Mm-hmm. Holy hangout. Oh, that's the name I drop in That could be the name of a new that's innocent that. smoothie. <laughs> holy hangout.
0: Holy hangout <laughs> with banana and bellbabs. Uh, Simon Scott, thank you so much for oh. coming on the Escape podcast.
1: So good. I love, honestly, Martin, anyone that sits in here and talks about schools, they, they have my heart. You in are very
0: mind. excited.
1: I'm, I'm
0: in there. Do you know what I think it was? What? I think it was the spark.
1: It was the spark. I
0: think it was the spark. It
1: was a prophetic spark. But I do, I'm like, my background is schools work and I absolutely love schools work and I think, that I don't know what it is. I feel that sometimes the two things I'm passionate about, sex, sexuality, relationships, and schools. And the two things, actually, when you find your tribe, within the beautiful tribe of Christian youth ministry and youth work, there's a much smaller subsect that are about those things. And they mm. tend to be the same people. Because actually, the moment you walk in a school, you realise a lot of the stuff is, that's the intersection. I'm and so I,
0: glad we didn't do an embarrassing line of questioning on Simon there no, around his interests in sex <laughs> and relationships.
1: But I, but I think it's, it is interesting how those things tend to go off the boil. And I feel that we need... He said, he very sort of humbly said, We're not trailblazers. I think they are trailblazers. I think they're adventurers. None of us are experts. We're all adventurers. But I do think we need these voices again because I do think, particularly, some of our lovely bigger churches. Where, where our youth work can be quite self-contained, we forget that we've got a school on our doorstep. But mm. well, the youth workers who struggle to do youth work tend to be brilliant at getting out of the schools because they're like, they're, my young people are there. Yeah. So I think it's a good it's a really good call and I hope people take him up on it.
0: I am amazed to be a little bit controversial by how often I realise that a good church doesn't have a vision for its local school.
1: No.
0: Um, I even uh, went to a church a number of times that was held in a school yes that's
1: quite common that
0: didn't have any vision at all engagement with that school they just school.
1: dealt with a caretaker who is amazing yeah. but yeah
0: absolutely. so come on people let's have a vision for our schools and
1: also I think one thing I'm learning with a new church planting to a city is ask questions what has his church done before because we're in a building that has mm. been a church so uh, even if you just start by saying in the past like what were the links between the church and the school you might be really interested to find out well we, we ran the Christmas concert in the school and we had the annual school play and the, like, there's certain, certain really quick wins like oh mm-hmm. we used to be a real resource for you like when did that get lost? So yes, right. very good.
0: We have a Schools Schoolswork UK Day conference at the very beginning of September. Amy, when is it? You're allowed to speak. Um, remember, you're not Rachel.
1: No. Yeah, she does.
0: First of September. Oh,
1: that's so good. That is that,
0: that is proper. Is, back, to back, back to school, to terms, isn't it? Yeah. That's the yeah. day after Bank Holding that's Monday, isn't it? it's the Back to
1: School.
0: Oh,
1: didn't they used to be a?
0: Oh no, it was School Disco, the club night. Remember that? Yeah,
1: we used to. Yeah, that was a long time ago. The conference
0: oh gosh no not with you at the conference there was a proper club night in London
1: <laughs> sorry not <laughs> you at the conference I don't have any we fun. had a life I have no fun outside we... of Christian youth conferences it's you... <laughs> if... the only time I party hard anyway,
0: have you ever been to a nightclub can
1: I just say that at the National Youth Ministry weekend I ordered room service to my room at midnight yeah. Do you know what I ordered I don't know. plum crumbling custard at midnight wait <laughs> <And he> honestly
0: <laughs> rachel i can't keep up keep up with your brain no so- one listening to this understands what's going on
1: but they obviously thought it was such a weird thing to order that nobody record recorded it so i didn't have to pay for it either so i do party hard at christian conferences anyway the back to school 1st of september be there
0: yeah yes. like anyone can remember what we were talking yes. about
1: conference.
0: we're doing another day conference schools work uk uh, and it will be uh, the 1st of september here in luton and uh, you can book online from the end of february 21st of
1: february
0: oh now you're just talking all the time oh goodness uk <laughs> slash store i think is the address you will need if you're listening to this in the future <laughs> or something anyway look um, shout, out. shout outs we're going to do shout outs uh, a special shout out just for very today very
1: special Matt Levitt so Matt is actually one of the trustees of Simon's Charity of Christian Youth Ministry ah. in um, in Ipswich and he is awesome he is like a sage warrior he's not ancient but he kind of like is old in youth ministry like he's our generation he's
0: old in youth ministry he's
1: our generation like he's one of our faves because he's been Aww. at this and he's he's brilliant so matt levitt this is for you you're awesome you're such an encouragement we love okay. you okay
0: uh shout out to sam and helen baker in Wallingham. hello podcast super fans
1: <laughs> and beth hawksworth this is a bit controversial she's only listened to 10 minutes of a podcast max <sighs> How do you get a shout out from
0: 10 because minutes? Because
1: I feel we need to call out the next generation. And when they show a little bit of interest and give me a slight bit of eye contact, they're in the front You're basically
0: bribing listeners. We that is it sad. Greg. We on did a, it for Pete Greg. On a one by one. No, I mentor basis. her. I mentor
1: her, and she's Are you studying her? to be a youth worker at St. Melitas. She sends, don't listen to this, please, and Alice or anybody at St. Melitas. She sends me the reading, I do the reading. Then we talk about the essays. No, she does it all, but I love the reading. You threw her under the bus. No, I didn't. No, no. She does the reading. Beth, you do the reading, you're brilliant I it. Oh, I do the reading as There's well. The bus. I never trained. The main thing being, I never trained it. as a youth worker. I missed out on all that stuff. And it also helps that I really like making points for essays. But anyway, no, she does the essays, just all the work. <laughs> This was a very <laughs> it surreal podcast. To the end of the whole
0: Good heavens. Well, um, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll be back again. I might get like a tranquilizer for her. <laughs> and uh, we'll be do- doing another Escape podcast very soon. See you next week.